this time on Holy Ghost Notes. I haven't talked to you in six years. What am I going to do? I've got no high time. There it is. That's brilliant. I I, got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) You and all the other metal fans out there. Hello, this is the Holy Ghost Notes, and I'm Matt, and this is Tim Anderson. Yo. How you doing, Tim? I'm great, man. I'm nice. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, the nice weather is helpful. For sure. Right? I 100% agree. I couldn't be happier with the weather right now. Man. And it's fleeting. I know. So I have to keep that in mind. <laughs> I <You> know. know. <laughs> <laughs> in like a few weeks, it's going to be too hot. <laughs> Man, <laughs> isn't that true? Jeez. It's, yeah. um, I was playing soccer last night. I'm in a league. And we're all like, man, this is really nice. But <laughs> how much longer until we're saying, man, it's too hot. I can't wait for <laughs> yeah. cooler weather, you know? Yeah, exactly. But right now, it is just nice. And the sun does so much for your mood. And, oh, my gosh, yeah. And for for my motivation, um, mm-hmm. personally, like, I'm more motivated to work out. Been in the gym a lot more. Been more motivated to practice, work outside. That's awesome. and. It's just good. It's good for us. Yeah, that's great. You know? That's really good. Yeah, yeah. I I, fe- I felt the same way. Definitely more motivated, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's been hard working inside because that's yep. the extent of my job. Um, that's right. So I kind of look out the window longingly, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it is it is nice, and just like knowing that it's nice outside does something to you. You know, it's I know. Like looking forward to anticipation of. Uh, grilling or yes know, true getting out on the deck for a beer you know whatever yep. it is it's you know there's something to look forward to every day absolutely so, so. we had a, a really special guest um which we're going to introduce here in a second but first um i just want to give a shout out to a friend um mm-hmm. and just a very generous person this is um a fellow drummer sam durham mm-hmm. and uh sam sam sent me if you're watching Huge this shout out. um if you're watching this, you can see I'm holding up this drum T-shirt. And if you're not, uh, Sam sent me a T-shirt. That was really nice. And he wrote yeah. me a note and just said, you know, basically greetings from England. Uh, you know, just a little gift for you, Holy Ghost Notes team. It's, it's been a weird year, but you two have been a consistent, and I quote, a consistent form of inspiration from Sam Aww. Durham. So that was that was really nice of you, Sam. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, yeah, I love you, Sam. It's uh, it's nice to hear that as a podcast, right? It's nice to yeah. hear that you're, you're helping people and that people are actually listening because it's it's a little weird. It's Tim and I talking and recording it, and then yeah, it gets uploaded, and we just sort of wonder, <laughs> <laughs> how is it helping people? Are people enjoying yeah. this? What what do people wish um, that they were getting out of this that they're not? What are people happy they're getting out of it? So it's 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 just nice to get a little affirmation from from someone like this and yeah. a t-shirt too. So thank you, Sam. Yeah, thank you, Sam. A little backstory actually. Um, so check him out, Durham Drums on Instagram. Um, uh, such a good guy. Uh, I've known Sam for uh, a couple years now. We met through Instagram, um, and. Uh, had had a number of conversations back and forth and ended up actually doing a like a 
collaboration video together. That's like so a drum awesome. battle, uh, UK Man. versus US. That's cool. <laughs> and, uh, who won? Had a fun, had a fun time. <laughs> I don't know who won. We never really decided. It was a draw. <laughs> it was a draw. <laughs> we had fun doing it either way. Uh, Sam yeah. came up with this groove, and we basically just did like, um, you know, uh, two measures on, two measures off. Cool. Uh, groove together, then someone soloed, and then the next person soloed, and then the next person soloed, and that's so cool. Um, trading fours, it was a lot of fun. basically. Yeah, yeah, trading fours. Okay. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, great guy. Thank you for the for the shirt, Sam. Uh, it's like this cool eight bit drum set. If you if you're not you watching the video, I'm putting it on. And put it on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How weird is it that I just held it up? Like, what good yeah, is that? But, I can put it on. It's a t-shirt. I have mine somewhere here. I, I don't know if it's in this room or not. But, wow, um, this is nice. <laughs> yes, there you go. This Looking is nice. Good, man. I was I was I was a little skeptical, you know, because it's um ABR prints on this pretty expensive textile and this wasn't that. I think Holy Ghost yeah. does too. And I'm like, I yeah. don't know if it's gonna be comfortable. This is pretty comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Sam Sam Durham at Durham Drums. D U R H A M Drums. Um, man, check him out. Good stuff. Shout out to Sam. Yeah. yeah thank you, Sam. So um, yeah. so anyway, to my point earlier, um, this podcast is not about me or Tim. It's about you, actually, and uh, I think you're I think you're gonna enjoy this episode today. We have a for sure. A guest, Hal Rosenfeld, and mm -hmm. um, Tim and I were just talking a little bit briefly before we started recording, and Tim, um, I'm sorry, Hal is is someone who is easy to talk to and is able and willing to go below a certain level, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to talk to someone on Zoom, even if you're friends with them. Uh, yeah. It can be really unique to try to go deeper than surface level with someone that you've never met before in person. For sure. And and yeah. that's the case. We had never met Hal before, but it certainly was um, a meaningful conversation. So I, I, I'm excited yeah. for you guys to listen to this one and just to see what you get out of it. Yeah. And and this is it really is a great one. And what I've noticed is obviously the, the bigger name guests usually get more listens, usually have, um, you know, People have more of a reason, I guess, to turn it on. Uh, in this case, this is a guy whose name I have just I just heard of. I've only Same. recently become familiar with. But this guy has more accolades. He's got a longer list of accolades than Matt has siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's where you were going. That's cool. I like that. I thought you were going to say then Aaron Spears or well, you know, yeah, one well, of our bigger. Too. No, I mean, this guy. Ashton. I mean, like, I was just, like, reading... I was actually scrolling through his Instagram. So he has, like, a small bio with really impressive things. The Greatest yeah. Showman, uh, Ringo Starr, the Jonas Brothers. But then, like, I was just scrolling through his feed. Han and, Zimmer. Like, seeing... Yeah, Han Zimmer. Like, all of this stuff and all these things. Like, he's been to so many... He's been nominated for, like, all these Emmys because he's played for TV shows. Um, even, like, like he was... He played for Mulan, like, the... The Disney movie Mulan that just came out. Like, I mean, he's uh, he is very, very accomplished, and you wouldn't know because you don't hear his name every day. Um, you could probably see his name on the credits of all these different things, but uh, you wouldn't know him by his name. And honestly, you wouldn't even think he's as accomplished as he is by listening to him talk, mm -hmm. which I think says a lot 
Um, we actually go into, at some point in this conversation, we go, um, as Matt mentioned, a little deeper mm-hmm. and we talk about um, how you should carry yourself, not just as a musician or, um, you know, as a drummer, but as a person, you know, mm-hmm. how to, uh, like, how you should treat people. Mm-hmm. And like at its simplest, simplest form, that's, that's how it should be. And it, it actually, after the conversation, I was just thinking about some of the things that I'm trying to do to better myself, mm-hmm. um, in this world. And, and there's like this simple thing that I'm, that I've been struggling with, with for the past two years, I've been working on it and it's literally just to remember someone's name. Hmm. I'm so bad with names and like, I've been making it a point to like, if I have a conversation <laughs> with somebody, especially like, like at networking events, um, you know, I, I attend a decent amount of networking events and, and to be honest, I'm at the end of most conversations, I'm trying to either remember the person's name or figure out a way to not have to say their name um, because I forget it. Classic. And so, like, that's something that I'm working on, and that little thing could could potentially change, you know, how I view people. It could, you know, and I'm just like, their name is important. Drill their name into my head when they yeah. say their name. Remember it because right. it's always something you ask for. Like, hey, how are you? I'm Tim. What's your name? And then like. As soon as they say it, it's like I, you know, as soon as I stopped talking, I stopped listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, know. and so I'm trying to reverse this, like, <laughs> this uh, instinctive so, thing that I do of yeah, just trend you know, or like, cycle. I, as soon as I'm done talking, it's you know the conversation's over, and that's, that's right. not how it should be. That's right. Um, so and, that'll and work well in your marriage too, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I remember my wife's name and yeah, our well. anniversary most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the name, of course. But um, I told you that, or I thought I told you that, or yeah, Tim. I, I already I told you that four times. You know, it's like, man, mm-hmm. I know you're right. Listening you is such a simple thing, man. It's such a yeah. simple, simple concept that uh, we don't do well as yeah. humans for whatever reason uh that's some people right. are great at it but even even the best listeners like i i consider myself a good listener because yeah. i can stop talking and i can like be present and attend a conversation and not feel like i have to you know jump down someone's throat but um that doesn't necessarily mean i'm a good listener no. <laughs> you know it I'm just not means you're not talking <laughs> it just means i'm not talking <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> so all right. Well, yeah, this is this is a great great. Let's episode, practice our listening great and um, yeah. let's practice our listening and listen to this cool episode with Hal Rosenfeld. Here we go. Yes, yes. Here we go. Hi, this is Holy Ghost Notes. This is Matt, Tim, and we have special guest, Hal Rosenfeld. How you doing, Hal and Tim? Hello, hello, hello. Greetings from uh, Los Angeles, California, where we had a pretty solid earthquake. uh, What? uh, Very early yesterday morning, like 4 o'clock in the morning yesterday. Um, Oh, jeez. It's probably like one of the first that I felt, like ever, in my nine years of living here. I, I always sleep through them, but yesterday I 
was woken up and started army crawling out of my bed. Uh, so uh, <laughs> greetings from Los Angeles. <laughs> Man, is everything all right? Oh, oh, Are you oh, guys great. okay? Oh, no, it's great. Uh, you know, the, it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, like, you know, scientifically speaking with numbers, but uh, it was just mm-hmm. where, where my house is. It just kind of felt felt like more than it was. Uh, usually they're just a little, little bit of a, a little bit of a rumble, but, uh, mm. you know. This time Man. it was more, yeah. Are you on a first floor think, level, or are you like yes? Pre- okay, all right. Yeah, I'm on the first floor, but in my room, uh, there's pretty much windows kind of all, all over the house, and so there's like a window yeah. like right, like on pretty much three out of the four walls of my room, and there's one like right okay. by the bed. So I was kind of just like, well, I'm gonna start crawling. <laughs> that's my first <laughs> four o'clock in the morning. Jeez, jeez, that's wild. I think that's the most. Tim, what do you think? Is that the most interesting? Startup I setup is so. <laughs> with a guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad everything's all right, man. Oh, Thank, thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and and um, yeah, man, that's glad to be here. That's that's wild. I mean, Tim and I are both on the East yeah, Coast, right? Yeah. So Pennsylvania, New Jersey, right? And um, I have a few friends that live out there, but it's just it's not a part of our thought process right. throughout the day, week, yeah, month, yeah. year, and uh, right. I'm glad everything's all right. Yeah, um, I, th- I think my so, favorite uh, friend of mine put on Instagram, uh, he has risen <laughs> when the earthquake happened. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> very, yeah, yeah, very timely. Yeah, so uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, April 6th. So we just had Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, happy Easter. Um, and uh, we're just really honored to have you on here, Hal. Oh, um, I just, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't known about you um, up, up until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, a, f- a friend of ours um, connected each other, right? Yep. So there's yep. a snare drum company. Yep. And um, we're both affiliated with them. And, and yep. the owner was like, hey, you guys should meet each other. Yeah. And f- f- so from there, I invited you on my drummer hangout. Um, and then as is usually the case, it's like, hey, we should... That was a good conversation. Right. We <laughs> should record one. it. Right. <laughs> Dude, for yeah, real. <laughs> we, yeah, we should have another one and put it on a podcast. So we just had you on Drummer Hangout, and we're just really thankful uh, that, you know, you can carve out some time. I know it's early in L.A. right now. Oh, man, I'm thankful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an honor to be here, obviously. I, I have been following the podcast for a little bit because I've been an admirer of Matt's for a long time. So it's, huh, it's, awesome. like cool, to, it's cool to be on here. Yeah. That it's rules. To have that you. rules. So uh, for those of you... Um, that are listening that that don't know much about how just like i was i was thinking you know a couple weeks ago I, i'm not really sure who this how guy is uh i i went on instagram and i went down this rabbit hole and i was like oh my gosh like my first thought was oh my gosh this guy has played and been a part of um some some really monster projects mm-hmm. and um and so i want to talk a little bit about that um so first, introduce yourself and what you've what you've done and what you've been a part of that you're really proud of, and then and then second of all, um, what is it like to be a drummer who isn't recognized for being the drummer in a band or right. being the drummer right. in a musical project that's always the same every year? For example, right. I'm the drummer for August Burns Red. In your case, it's like. I've never heard of you, Hal, but I've been hearing you play drums on things that I really like. Mm-hmm. So right. what is that relationship like? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm Hal. I'm from Miami. Um, you know, most of my world as a musician occurs for uh, film and TV and video games and all sorts of media, as well as like some 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 records. But 
most of the calls I get are for film and TV um, as half my world is as a drummer and percussionist. Like, you know, drums is like the all encapsulating thing, but then also like orchestral percussion and keyboard percussion and stuff that maybe ventures a little out of the drum thing per se. And then the other half of my world is as a composer and another thing called an orchestrator. Um, and so that's kind of a completely different side of the brain from drums. It's more like music theory based and writing music and transcribing music and making music work for an orchestra and, you know, such as, as that arranging. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, I guess some of the things I've really been proud of that I've worked on, God, this is like the question that puts me on the spot every time. And I, whenever I think I have an answer prepared, I never do. But uh, some more, more recent stuff. Um, I mean, I, I played on a movie called uh, The Greatest Showman as well as its soundtrack. Uh, that was a project that, um, that, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of did it thinking it was just going to be this thing. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it just kind of blown up. It opened lots of doors for me. And that led to, um, I got to um, produce music for... Um, for this TV series called Fosse Verdon that was on FX with Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams that I got to produce alongside a guy named um, Alex Lacamoire who was the music director for Hamilton and Jervin Hansen in The Heights and stuff. So I got to um, work, work on that project, from, which is more from a Broadway perspective, um, kind of wow. meets TV and film. Um, worked on, I, I got to play on the new Ringo Starr uh, album. That was a total pinch me insane. moment. That, you know, that is just insane. Just, I, yeah. I, I didn't think it was real <laughs> until it uh, actually came out. Um, what else? I mean, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I work frequently with um, collaborators of Hans Zimmer and and uh, sometimes Hans himself, like the um, wow. the most recent SpongeBob movie that came out um, with, with with Hans and uh, his collaborator Steve Mazzaro and uh, uh, I believe the upcoming Top Gun movie. Um, I did I did I did record for um, and yeah all sorts of stuff. I've been so fortunate Fortnite and um, neat, uh, one of the Need for Speed games and. Uh, wow. All sorts of fun, fun TV shows. Uh, you know, it's I'm I'm very lucky. Mulan, I, I worked on, and I'm 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 super fortunate, and I, I get to work on something different kind of every day, and um, it's just really fun. Um, I, I really lo- love what I do, um, you know, and I love the people that I get to meet because of what I do, you know, which is yeah. here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is so cool, man. So so lucky, yeah. So um, I, I see yeah. some, like, studio equipment behind you, and now I'm just curious, after hearing you say all that, uh, what happens in most cases? Are, are you recording or tracking session stuff from home, or are you going into a studio to track? Right. right. You know, I mean, pre, pre-COVID, I would say, you know, because I've had sort of the recording setup going here for probably five or six years or so, not at this particular location, but this is kind of the second iteration of it. That's kind of just been the most what's been going on lately. Um, but uh, so I, I, people have known about me recording from home for a while. So that's kind of been sort of mostly what I was doing, but I would say it was about a 60, 40 split, like 60% recording from my own space, 40% going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when COVID hit, it was just all of a sudden, um, you know, because people knew that I had stuff dialed in here and that I was already working you know, for, for other composers and clients and artists here, that it was just like, you know, I, 
I started getting calls that I knew I would not have gotten had it not been for COVID. Like I played on this TV mm-hmm. series called um, Perry Mason, the the, the, re, the reboot on HBO, for Terrence Blanchard, you know, like jazz hero. I know Terrence Blanchard isn't calling Hal Rosenfeld before the pandemic. It was, <laughs> you know, it was, it was like that sort of stuff. And so yeah. I, I, I've been so most of most of the recording I, I do now is is, is from here, spe- especially um, uh, you know. During COVID and after COVID, um, which I I like to an extent, you know, I, I I got it kind of dialed in here. I can just kind of walk in and whatever I'm wearing, I don't have to drive anywhere. LA yeah. traffic, mm-hmm. you know, an hour to get to East West, you know, an hour to get to the village, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so I, I can just kind of walk in here whenever I please, and I can record till three o'clock in the morning if I want, and then just walk mm. to bed and get a, get awesome. a water on the way, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, <laughs> I, I I used to have a, have a place um, like like a lockout space. Other, way other side of town that I, you know, would be recording, you know, till three o'clock in the morning because like some death metal Elvis cover group was like, you know, <laughs> rehearsing till 11. And then I would, you know, then I start, I'm driving home at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. mm, that's tough. So I just want to take a second to, to realize what you just, you know, laid out for us here. I mean, you're yeah. you're playing for major motion pictures, major, major video games. Uh, you know, critically acclaimed TV shows, and most of this you're doing from your home. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> what what day and age are we living in where you can literally record? Isn't that crazy? Like, Emmy award winning, Grammy award winning music from your bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> right? isn't that wild? <laughs> and that should be encouraging to anyone listening because you know it, oh, it's yeah. not you know the the glamour yeah. of it all is you know still there to an extent, but it's. So simple. Yeah. You know? Well, and you mm-hmm. don't have to have, you know, the best and nicest gear. I mean, I, I sort of started, you know, my quote-unquote operation, if you will, on a very, very tight budget. I mean, I was, like, mm-hmm. cutting corners. I was cutting corners harder than, like, a than like a Jew in an auction. I mean, I was just, like, <laughs> I, I'm Jewish, by the way. I want to preface that. I was, so I, I was, you know, I, I was, I was. So thinking, am I. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I was thinking, I was, like, you know, I could. I could, you know, I could spend this much, you know, money on decent middle grade <laughs> microphones or I can take the same amount of money and try and build my own, you know, or I yeah. can do this or I can, you know, or eBay city or, you know, I was all, all over Craig. I mean, pretty much everything in this place yeah. is from either eBay, Craigslist, or I made it myself, you know, or it's like, yeah. so, you know, I, and, and now that I've, you know, sort of built, built up more, more, more clout or more money, if you will, like I've started buying, you know, stuff without having to like really piece it together with chewing gum and some wires but uh <laughs> duct tape yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean you really don't need the best gear what you need is ears instincts i mean i guess you don't i mean i guess you don't need ears if you, if you know if you feel the vibrations or something you got someone who can hear but um you know in, instincts you know and just and just research you know and then you can buy um you know stuff that sounds good for like you know low to mid price range yeah, hmm. I think it's a wonder that what? the very best snare drum mic, according to most engineers yeah. and producers, is like ninety nine bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wild, right? What what is what is the most um, challenging thing that you've done, Hal? Like you, you you maybe thought it was going to be a simple project or song, and uh, it just really presented a challenge to you. That's a really good question. I guess I have a funny story. I guess that brings up a funny story. I mean. You know, a lot of what I do, um, especially when you're going 
going to a studio to record, you know, most of what I do is does involve like sight reading or like reading music. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, um, it's I'd say it's about maybe fifty percent or less of the time I get to write my own stuff. Like someone will just send me just okay, here's so we call a piece of music in a movie or TV show a cue. So here's a cue. Um, you know, it's got huh. nothing on it, and I just go like that. This TV show, um, or I guess a documentary special, Malika the Lion Queen, that just aired on Fox. Um, that was a case where they just said, "Here, here's music with no drums in it. There's no time. Just do your own thing." And I just got to completely, you know, imagine everything from the ground up. But a lot of the times, um, I'll get sent, you know, charts, or I'll show up, and there will be charts there. There's no rehearsal involved. Um, you know, very, maybe maybe ten percent of the time, you know, you know something might be challenging and they may say, okay, here's a day or two to look over it. But usually the music hasn't been written until the, the night before or it's not been mm. you know, orchestrated or written out on paper until like the, the night before or even the morning of a recording session. Um, so the first time I, I'm, you know, I'm seeing the music is when I get there to a wow. studio and, you know, and what you're hearing in a movie or a TV show or something is most likely the first or second time playing it down and you move on to the next. I mean, sometimes in a day, um, usually we go in three-hour blocks. In a three-hour block, you record anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes of music, which could be almost an album. I mean, I mean that could be... Wow. It could be, oh my you know, from like 10 to 40... 40, 40 cues, 40 pieces of music. So, so you, it's you, you have it's bam, bam, bam. You read it down. Maybe you maybe get a you know once more just for safety, and then you move on to the next one. Um, and uh, and so I'd so I'm prefacing this because that just kind of really helps to know where we're coming from in terms of what's going through our heads or what happens. So um, when I actually when I recorded the score for the Greatest Showman. Um, it was kind of a very last minute call. It was a completely different call, weirdly enough, from the soundtrack. I had someone else had called me for that, and then sort of sort of tied into the the, the person who called me for the score knew that I played on the soundtrack, and um, so I had gotten called for that, and it was kind of a last minute thing. And um, I was moving my I was moving into my house that weekend, like that day, even like the day that the session was, and my dad was in town to help me move. And everything was in boxes, and the drum set that I wanted to use was at my house because in LA studio scene, I don't know New York and Nashville as well. There's a separate there's a company called a Cartage Companies. Companies that literally mm-hmm. all they do is they just move drums. They they move percussion gear. They wow. like you know, show up to the studio and they set up your stuff for you for a nominal fee, of course. And, uh, and then they tear it down and they also warehouse and they house gear there. And mm-hmm. so, um, the drum set that I wanted to use for this, for the sound that I thought we were going for was at my house and not at Cartage. And so, uh, you know, I had stuff packed away and I was, you know, going through boxes, trying to find, you know, hardware and stuff. And I show up to the studio, um, <laughs> and I realized I had forgotten the stand for my high tom. I had I had <laughs> forgotten the snare stand for the high tom and I'm like starting oh, no. to sweat bullets. You know, it's like it's like nine fifteen, it's you know, nine fifteen for a ten AM downbeat and I'm like, Oh my god, what am I gonna do? I've got no high tom. Like what <laughs> am I gonna I can't ask someone, hey, has anyone got a snare stand? Because I look like a total idiot. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, the music's not gonna be that hard, like it's gonna be, you know, mainly groove stuff probably, like, all right, cool. And they put the music in front of me, and big, big black letters at the top, it says, 
Gene Krupa Toms, and it's like it's like this massive <laughs> like it's like <laughs> this like three page. Oh no! Yeah, one of the cues is like this three page like monstrosity, like every note written out, like this like you know we got some bars of three sixteen in there. We got some like it's just this. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I start sweating and like, and then the the engineer, really really world renowned engineer who I admire, look up to, comes up and says, oh, we're only doing uh, two floor toms today. I, yeah, that's kind of the sound of the movie, I think. Yeah, definitely. Only doing two floor yep. toms. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm setting everything yep. up closer, and and yep. I uh, I made it unscathed throughout this this this, uh, this wow. session. I'll, also, I'm left-handed, so I plan on an open on an open kit. So I play set up right-handed, but kind of like Carter Beaufort ride on the above the hi hat. So usually my my first desired tom to go to is the high tom because that's like easily accessible by my left hand. Right. Right. And so. Right. You know, when I'm when I was doing that session, it was all like this, and the music's over here, and I can't I can't do much of this because there's nothing there, and it's right. just this. Yeah, there's this scene in The Greatest Showman it, it, where this piece occurs. It's, it's like this. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but like when Hugh Jackman's character is going to hire or audition like the freaks, it's like the hiring scene. It's like this big kind of Birdman sort of drum solo. It's all drum solo. It's all exposed. There's nothing else going on. It's all just like drum solo. And so I made it through and I um, I actually have the music framed because it was like Pencil City. I mean, they were yelling at me, okay, here, we, we instead we want to do it really loud for three bars and, and really soft for two beats and then you mark it up. No, actually, actually, I, I think we want to do five <laughs> bars really soft and then we'll go really loud for four beats and then actually, no, actually, I'm thinking keep keep what you got going on from the previous, and oh my God, just writing down and erasing and writing down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was a Pretty frenetic one. Um, yeah, I feel like every every it, we 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 joke in the industry because every project is uh, is uh, is like a is a disaster. I mean, for some reason, every project uh-huh. is like a train wreck because uh-huh. because yeah. uh-huh. it all everything's always the last minute. You know, I mean, it's you know every project has its own strengths and weaknesses. Um, I mean, there's another project that I worked on this TV show, uh, Penny Dreadful, um, that I, I just kind of had a very tightened amount of time to to write and arrange um, uh, this like big dance sequence. I, I was actually writing or, and arranging uh, the music on this one, and uh, I just had almost no time to do it. The first round of stuff we did, I was like in the forest of Iceland when they called me. I was like literally in the middle of the woods. Like I was sleeping oh in one of those gosh. like clear igloo bubbles in the middle of the woods. And, <laughs> They're like, we oh, need to have so a conference sick. call now. <laughs> it was it was fun, but so uh, I had almost no time to do it, and then and then in the second round they called. I was just finishing up Mulan, and I had like a day to. They wanted me to rewrite Sing Sing Sing, one of the most kind of notable, you know, pieces of jazz music. Yeah, do your own thing. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm sweating the oh bed, and gosh. so uh, no yeah, so. Each project, I feel like I, I feel like we could just look at my IMDb, this entire podcast, and just go down, and I could point out some ridiculous story for each project. Like each project <laughs> That's exactly has something right. crazy that happened, which is fun. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that that is that would actually be kind of fun, like almost like a reaction video. Like we have you looking at your own discography, oh right? My God. Yeah, and being like, oh yeah, when I did this, this happened. Yeah, there's we'll some, have to do a part two with Hal. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. should. There's some funny. Maybe at, at, at some point I'll, I'll like take a look and see if I can find some other crazy. Because yeah, there, there's some funny crazy stories like that. Just I don't know why they happen or how they happen, but but they just do. Yeah, the Lots audio commentary think, version. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Hal, if 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 you were to look at this, um, 
this might have its own challenge in a way, but if sure. you were to look at yourself from the outside looking in, right? So to Tim's point, uh, a lot of the stuff you're doing in your home studio, um, somebody might be listening to this thinking, man, what, what is so different about how than my current situation? How is how being presented with this gift of just work, seemingly endless work, and once you're in, you're in. Um, what is, how would that happen to me? How could that happen to me? And so as I was thinking about that, as you were talking, I, um, what do you think someone sees in you? If you, were to, if you were able to objectively look at your situation, your personality, your skill set, what do you think someone in the industry is looking at when they say, oh, I got a guy? Right. And they're texting you or they're sending yeah, you an email. Uh, really and in question. that way, someone could maybe identify in themselves that's listening, you know, okay, these are some um, traits, you know, character traits, right, right, that are desirable in this industry because other things in my life align with how. Right. But there is this other chunk that I, I haven't figured out yet. So can you identify what those things might be? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question and a really tough one because, um, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I would say just, just surface level, off the bat traits um, that maybe I, I might find in others that make me want to call other people um, that I would hope that I identify with are just, you know, uh, easy to get along with, um, you know, d- uh, no ego. I mean, there is nothing that I despise more. This is like this is like a real talk conversation that I wouldn't admit to someone like at a hang or something. Like I mm-hmm. cannot stand these people in our fields who are just only about themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, every Instagram post is about look how many notes I can play. Look how mm-hmm. great I am. Like, you know, look at my hair today. I just, I mean, I just, I just, I, I, I can't. I, I, you know, there's this new app called Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys are hip to Clubhouse or what. Yeah, like a, I just yeah. joined. <laughs> yeah. You have to be invited, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 you do, I think. Yeah. Um, and I keep saying, if anyone wants an invite on, listen to this podcast, I, I seemingly have a gazillion Email email anyone on this podcast, and I will send you an invite. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's 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 when people feel like they're the authority on something, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm so great because this." And I that is a big pet peeve of mine. And most of the people who I surround myself with are people who are just ordinary people who happen to work, and not people who you know. Like you know, they are. Working And usually the people who act like that are the people who are the most insecure and don't really do mm-hmm. much, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so and so, you know, I um, I really just try to um, be around people who are just relatable, you know, who are just relatable people who, you know. You don't, you don't have to have worked on the biggest thing. Like I, I love working with people who actually, in fact – um, I like bringing people in on things they have never done before, like someone who mm-hmm. maybe has, you know, um, like this a church that I play at occasionally here in Burbank. It's a slamming, slamming program. I mean, it's a really just great community, a great they got a, it's a great band. It's a really great vibe. And I some of my closest friends I've met at that church and are my music collaborators who I actually bring in on projects are like, they've never worked on stuff like that before, but I know they are killing musicians and they, and they can handle it with, 
you know, just me being around and say, okay, this is this is this is how we'll how we'll do it today. This is the workflow, you know. So I um, I think it really just takes just networking, that um, you know, networking with people, meeting people. Um, you know, working on your own stuff, because usually whenever you meet someone who might have an opportunity for you, they always want to know what have you done and what have you worked on, essentially. That, that, mm-hmm. That's just like the ground floor, like, what have you done? And I'm lucky that I could just like pull a name and say, I don't know, I've worked on this thing and maybe I can just keep going down the list and maybe three or four or six things down. They say, oh, yeah, I think my daughter saw that one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, um, <laughs> but like if, if you haven't worked on stuff, if you say, I, you know, I just w- wrote this EP for myself, that's something like, boom, got it. And they, then that, mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly something right. that someone can like see your skill set. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's so important to, do, to keep doing your stuff and then marketing that, mm-hmm. finding ways to market that, finding mm-hmm. people to get it in front of. I mean, I, I sort of came out here knowing two people, and I just played the game of who has worked on stuff that I love and admire, and just how do I get to them? Um, you know, how do I get in yeah. the room as, as someone who played drums on this movie that I love so much, or or this, you know, who works at this production company who produce this movie or TV show that I love so much or, you know, I just try to revolve, you know, um, just sort of be around people who have worked on things that I just like and admire like, like this. I mean, I, I, it's so cool because I've admired you for so long that and it's cool that we can just, you know, shoot the talk about, about anything, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and that's, that's the best thing about it for me. Other people will say, oh, you got to be strategic and you got to, you know, you you, you got to manipulate this person to thinking that, and you got to tell them you worked on this, but you really didn't work on that. Like, you're, you know, putting your Instagram bio that you're a Grammy award-winning drummer, even though you brought coffee for the engineer in that session. Like, you know, people will, it's, <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Yeah, just be real. Be a real that's person. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. No, that. and that's the thing about the music industry. Um, you said something like, people want to know what you've done, right? Yeah, yeah. It It makes me think of, years ago I heard, if you're from Philly, if you're in Philly, in Philadelphia, um, people want to know who your family is. Who's your family? Really? If you're oh, in New York City, people want to know uh, what school did you go to? Right. What kind of education do you have, right? Right. And if you're in Boston, people want to know how much money you have. Right, mm-hmm. right, so, right. And in the Christian sense, um, we understand this as an idol, right? This is right. an idol. This right. is what we categorize as something higher than everything else. Right. And so every culture has that idol or yeah. that that thing, that God, right. that right. You know, lowercase God, um, that that will say, you know, this is the most important thing about you. And I like that you made that point, Hal, because in the music industry, it's what have you done? Who are right. you affiliated with? Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't fault musicians as frustrating as it is to come across people like you just described, like right. that guy. We right. all know who that guy is or right. that girl. Um it's you can't you almost can't fault them because the music industry creates in you right. this idea that it's all about what you've done. Right. And so if you identify with that, then you're becoming that really annoying person to be around. So right. don't do that. Like right. realize that that's an idol. Right. Realize that that's the thing that people care about, but don't don't identify or or create your identity in this um this 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 false hope of like, I am somebody because of what I've done. Right. No, 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 no. Nope. You're not actually. Right. right. Um, hard to do, push back against it. Right. But start to ask yourself like, all right, so for like in my case, I'm the drummer for August Burns Red. If I carry myself as 
the metal drummer in August Springs Red, one day ABR ceases to exist, right? right. It's no longer a band. What's going to happen to me? Right. I'm going to mm-hmm. be crushed. Right. It's where like, you put your identity. Absolutely crushed. Yeah. Yep. You and everybody else uh, will all be crushed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and all the other metal fans out there. Man. Uh, so, you know, yeah. figure out figure out how to go around that. I'm, I'm not sure there's an easy solution to that, you know, but there, it's there, just something that I observed as you were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, there is no easy solution. And believe me, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm going to put like an asterisk next to some of the things that we've said. Like, I think some of the people who I admire most are people with the gift of Instagram promotion. I mean, people who, who know how to get themselves out there and create posts that make people want to go, oh, wait, what? They scroll and they go, oh, wait, no, I'm going to scroll back up. But what did I just mm-hmm. see? But but there's yep. that air of people who who just, it's just very superficial. It's very, like when you look at their That's bio, right. there's like an asterisk next to every word in the bio. Grammy, asterisk, award, That's right. you know, asterisk, winning, yep. asterisk, drummer, asterisk, mm-hmm. hit me up, touring, asterisk, you know, yeah. live in a mansion, asterisk, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I think, I think one of the things that we have to our advantage in this day and age is the gift of accessibility in social media. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Matt and Tim, like, how do we make our living, right? Like, you know, we make our living by someone reaching out to us saying, hey, I love what you do. Can you mm-hmm. share your gift with me? Um, mm-hmm. Whether it be via a website, an email, an Instagram, a YouTube, and OnlyFans, I'm not judging. Like, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's, it's all like, <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all relative in that sense. And so almost everyone is contactable. Um, and if there's someone yeah. who you really admire, who you just want to pick their brain, um, there is almost guaranteed a way to, a way to get to them. Granted, yeah. I think it's all about the presentation and how you present yourself. I mean, if you say, hey, I really love August Burns Red, I I want to be matched uh, drum tech, I mean, you're unfortunately going to go straight into the spam folder. But if you but if, but if you <laughs> if you present yourself saying, hey, I, I really love Matt's drumming, I'd, I, if I could just take 15 minutes of his time and just ask him this question about this song that's just really been whatever, mm-hmm. I guarantee, Matt, you like, seem like the nicest guy ever. You'll, if not, write a response you you'll it seems like you'll take the time you know and most and most people will um you know mm-hmm. and that's, that's right. something that i think a lot of people yeah. don't realize is that everyone's just trying to make a living and make friends i mean you never know who mm-hmm. the person next to you is i mean i mean a lot of the craziest <laughs> work stories i have i no joke start off with with older middle-aged women offering me food and the next thing i know i'm at jeff bridges house playing in a band with michael mcdonald like i, I don't know <laughs> how that happens um you know so so like, so like, it's always be respect. Always be respectful. Always hold the door open for people. Like these are just yeah, things that right. I, people tell me. Like, no one does that. I'm thinking, just be a nice person. Like, hold the door open. Ask no, that's exactly right. Because this more, is yeah. exactly right. More you, things will be come helpful. Of that. Yeah, be helpful. Yes. Help, yes. help other people. See, I, I, I think part of the problem is like if we're thinking about ourselves. And what we can bring to the table and what yeah. we've done. Yeah. What are we not doing? Thinking yeah. about other people. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. I, I, it's, like, it's so important. It takes brain power to think about yourself, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 it, yeah it, exactly. And, and, and I think once you sort of shift the focus into other people and how how am I affecting other people in this moment, I think, I think that's really important because I, I think about that 
in every scenario, like as a musician, like mm-hmm. how how is what I'm playing affecting the rest of the band? Like, am I am right. I am I too busy right now? Am I too loud? Am I too soft? Mm-hmm. Or like or like ha- That's a good how point. how are the comments that I'm making affecting someone else? I am yeah. I'm actually been my whole life notorious for making. <laughs> profane comments in the worst scenarios. My mouth has gotten me in trouble my entire life. And so I've had to really think about, like, how is what I'm saying affecting someone else? Because, you know, like, it's just, I, I, I could say all sorts of profane words, and, yeah, they, 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 they just take the, the, the muscles in my mouth to say them. But maybe mm-hmm. that word really affects you, Matt, and that, that's really mm-hmm. got a really mm-hmm. deep, mm-hmm. like, that one word, like, links back to, like, some abuse maybe you had back in middle school. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you never know what, what you're doing affects other people. So I think it's so important to be cognizant of that in all scenarios, whether it be musical or social or in a relationship. I mean, communication is key in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen. That's like some of the that's, best advice we've ever had on this podcast. Wow. That's good stuff. Just be good that's, to everybody. Uh, I mean, so that's funny. like, no, but think about it. Put yourself in, in the shoes of the people that you want to impress or that yeah. you're trying to get the job from. Like, yeah. how many times have you hired somebody or wanted to work with someone who was merely just good at their craft? Right. Like, I almost never. Like, right. I almost mm-hmm. always will work with someone, hire someone try to collaborate with someone because I like them as a person. Right. And they're mm-hmm. also good at what they do. Right. Like, that's, right. that's like the secondary thing. So be a good person. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> like I, I, I was, I was thinking about this the other day cause, um, someone was asking me about networking. Like, how do you network? And like yeah. my gut answer was going to be like, you know, you got to be at the right place at the right time and know who to talk to, but that's not true. Right. Because right. how do you, how, how is that advice? How do you know where the right place right. at the right time is? Like, you just have to be <laughs> Any a good person. Right you yeah. just have to talk to people. You have to be yourself and, you know, make friends. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that question, how do you network? <laughs> my my, my, my knee jerk reaction is well, you got to get an Ethernet cable and find a router because that's like. Right. That's <laughs> There's a more never been a better response. time for networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, because like. I, how do you network? Just just like be curious and be a good person. Like networking yeah. is introducing yourself to other people, right? But I say be curious because when you introduce yourself to someone else, you 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 should be drawing a connection between you and their work essentially. Like if you just say, "Hey, because I can't tell you how many of these networking networking events mm-hmm. I've been at and someone just approaches you and says, "Hey, what what have you done?" What are you mm-hmm. doing now? And you're just like, oh my god! Like, I I I gotta go to the bathroom, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But like, but, but like when, but That's like what when I'm you, doing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, when, when it's when it's more personal, and it's like, and it's like, hey, you know, like, what have you done? Oh, cool! Like when you when you actually start to That's right. make it less about yourself and about just either the other person or just the the work then that that's mm-hmm. that's where the conversations become natural and genuine when you're just going off of like a job interview mm-hmm. script of like what have you done where mm-hmm. do you live how you know are you married what are you working yeah. on next mm-hmm. do you have any comp tickets available like you know it's just like okay <laughs> yeah. I've heard, oh, you know gosh. like there on. it is <laughs> that's, that. that's a, i haven't talked to you in 6 years <laughs> yeah, and you just texted me asking me if i want to hang out oh yeah and what I'm do you playing know i'm getting in your exactly. ta- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know how it is yeah yeah so uh 
I, I just, I want to know what you guys think about this. Um, uh, everybody matters. And I think that yeah. that would be my, my response to how do you network? That's mm-hmm. my response. Yep. Everybody and every single conversation right. you have matters. Absolutely. Don't be looking to, through the person you're talking to that's talking to you that genuinely wants to have a conversation with you right now. Right now. They're staring you in the eyes and they want to talk. Don't be looking through them yep. to the guy behind them right. that can do something for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Don't do yep. that. Stop yep. doing that. Yep. Like in the last episode of Chernobyl, there's a conversation, uh, which I recommend if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. There's a conversation with a scientist and a government official who's put in place by the Kremlin. Russia is trying to cover up this horrific thing that just happened. Uh, This gentleman who's been hired on by the Kremlin is sort of, he's hurt. He's broken. He's never really felt confident in his ability, right, to to do anything powerful. And he's asked by the Kremlin to help resolve this issue. Why? Well, because he'll do it. He's a puppet. Right. Hmm. Right. And so he's realizing this. He's like, oh, my gosh, I've been asked to do this because they knew I would do it. And the scientist is saying, here's the truth about what just happened at Chernobyl. It's horrible. It's bad, and here's the truth, and we need to, to uncover it. And, and so, this, so this government official that's been hired on by the Kremlin, that's broken, says this outside of the courtroom. He's about to seal his fate, and he says this as he's coughing up blood from the radiation. He says, <clears throat> I've never mattered. Nothing I've ever done will be remembered Mm-hmm. Nothing I've ever done has ever mattered. And that's why I've been asked to do this. And the scientist responds and says this. You're the one that mattered the most. They thought that they were winning when they asked you to do this. And in fact, you were the only person that could have gotten this done. Mm-hmm. You were the one that mattered the most. All the lunar rovers all of the work that we've been able to pull together, all the helicopters, all of this infrastructure that we've been able to pull together, it's because of you that we've done this. And you see this guy who's deflated just start to, to, he's coughing up blood. He's, he's, he's nearing the end, you know, he's, he's done. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) He's, he's starting to just fill up with this confidence of like, actually what I've done matters because it was the right thing. That scene stuck with me because wow. everybody that we talk to matters, dude. Mm-hmm. Just because, Hal, you've done amazing things in your career. I've done, I'm so lucky to have started a band and made it with ABR. Tim, Tim runs a very successful marketing company, has an amazing family. Like, we're all really lucky and yep, have things that we can sure. stand on. And yet, at the end of the day, dude, none of it matters. Yep. <laughs> none of it matters. Yeah. Because. We are just like the person next to us, and the things that we've done with our lives doesn't make us better. And so when you're talking to someone else, that conversation matters because what you've done doesn't distinguish you right. from them. Right. And, and so I want to talk about that a little bit because, um, you know, this is, this is what we just hit on is important, I think, to talk about. And that yeah. in the oh music gosh. industry, this is a problem. Absolutely. This is a problem. Yeah. And, and you are never above asking the assistant or intern how their day is going. You are never yeah. above. I mean, I mean, hello. Right. 
Absolutely. This is this is so this is so fruitful. I mean, Matt, you've really hit the nail on the head. And I, I actually have been meaning to watch Chernobyl. I've heard amazing things about it. Um, you know, man, um, it's it's yeah. so easy to watch. It's five episodes, right? Yeah. It's a mini series. Yeah. And um, I'd actually be curious to see what what you think of it when yeah. it's all. I, I'm trying to think of the musical elements, but the the acting's great. The way it's shot's great. Yeah. Um, the, the, I promise I didn't I didn't spoil oh, anything good. by saying what I said. It'll just give you something to look forward to in that fifth yeah. final. I, I've heard amazing things. Yeah, the, that show is actually scored by um, by this really amazing composer, uh, Hilder Goodnadotter. I think her last name is. She's Icelandic. She 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 actually she, I mean she won the Oscar for best score last year with Joker. Oh, um, and uh, I mean oh, she, she she really I mean she she's another case. I mean she came up as sort of the right hand and protege of another composer named Johan Johansson who did like Sicario and yeah, um, heard him. Uh, uh, I mean yeah, he's he's a you know monster in his own right. But he unfortunately his life ended really early and she kind of came in and 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 kind of just sort of took over his his duties on I want to say Sicario too. Um, and yeah and I mean she's just kind of had a meteoric rise and she's just a really um, Really great composer and an, an even better person from what I've heard. We have a lot of mutual connections. So she did Chernobyl, Chernobyl. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I think she might have even oh, cool. won. Might have even won the Emmy for it, or won, she she won a bunch of stuff for it. But yeah, that so that that show was in the awards scene the same year that my TV show Fosse Verdon was in, and we were kind of up neck and neck okay. with the miniseries. You were category. up neck and neck for it, and uh, okay. I've heard amazing things. It's actually been on my list to, to watch it. So I, thanks cool. for telling yeah, me that. Yeah, watch it and let me know what you think. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, I admittedly don't have HBO, and so I got the trial, and it sold me on HBO Killer. and like <laughs> all their just their yeah. interface and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the show itself is is phenomenal. Yeah. The acting's really good, and I think you know just to take it to that level for this episode is important to me because that's something that I got out of the show. I think that. Um, well. You will too if you watch it. It's yeah. it's like you see someone. I think the reason it hits hard with me is this, uh, and then we can move on from this. But my dad, I see my dad in this guy, someone who has worked hard his whole life and hasn't been given the credit that he deserves because yeah. what he's done is not attached to things that are specifically sought after, uh, highly regarded trades, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and. And I something in me says, um, that's that's honor that person. Like that's praise that person. Let's give that person credit. That person that doesn't feel like they um like everything that they've done has mattered. Right. And I I think it's it was just such a a cool thing to see. And I've I've really taken it on myself uh in the music industry when I meet fans, um, friends, fans, strangers, whatever it is, it's like Actually, every conversation matters, even though I have somewhere to be, even though I'm stressed, even though I had a bad day, a bad show, right? or even though I feel like a million bucks and I feel like I'm better than everybody else because I just played a good show, like it will ground you. It will level mm-hmm. you yeah. um, to see people with, with those kind of fresh eyes. It's, it, absolutely. I, I actually, um, if, I can, if I can real quick just uh, speak of a conversation that I remembered. I, 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 was, I, was, I was at a party and I... It, through another crazier, longer story, I, I wound up being in a small circle <laughs> talking to Sia, the you know the the uh, uh, pop singer who I, yeah. I've always I've revered for a long time. She's got a pretty crazy story, and she, she was saying, um, you know, when she was like sixteen, she met her idol in Australia, uh, Jeff Buckley, 
and said that he was just, she went up to him and was like, oh my God, I'm such a huge fan. Like, you know, I just, you know, I've, you know, really loved your voice for a long time. And I, I also sang and this, that, and the other. And he just kind of literally turned around on her and said, kind of gave her the, like, go away. Mm-hmm. And she was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I never want to ever have that experience. And so one of the mm-hmm. reasons she said she was wearing the big wig was because she wants to be able to interact with fans, even even if she is having a hard day or something. And that's just no what gives her the ability mm-hmm. to just, wow. she, she was like, I would never, ever, um, she, she said, I would never, ever do anything like that to a fan. I would never, you know, tell someone to bugger off. I would, she, I was like, wow, that's, a, that's really incredible. I mean, that's really that's sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is, so that is so really important. cool. It's so important because we all have bad days and I, I, I get it. I've certainly been around celebrity types and people who, you know, who have these massive fan bases or people coming up to you at restaurants. I mean, I totally, I've been there firsthand um, and, I, I get it. You just want to enjoy your dinner or whatever it is, and someone's coming up to you asking to take a picture. It's like, yeah. oh my god! Yep. Like, do you not have any social awareness? But you, ha- right. you have to <laughs> understand, they don't know what's going on with you, and you don't know what's That's going right. on with them. And mm-hmm. um, and it's you know, just, this is exactly right. And, and it's just so important, just to you know, if you're just having a bad day, you're in a bad mood, just do the just do the least amount possible. Take take that picture, say thanks, or maybe in, instill a policy that hey, I don't take pictures in restaurants or something like that. But just 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 mm-hmm. if, if that moment you say, do you not have any aware? Like, are you serious? Like, how <laughs> dare you ask me this? Like, then mm-hmm. then that, that's when you need to look inside yourself and say, okay, I need I need to check out what's re- there's a bigger problem here than just yeah. that person asking me for a picture. Well, that's trying to exactly eat my dinner, right. You know, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, or you could say like, hey, um, <clears throat> I'm with family or friends right now. Yeah. Um, I value this time. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if you're still here in an hour outside, love yeah. to get a picture with yeah, you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, you know, um, you know, my, um, I, I was once dating someone who 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 also kind of has a sort of a fan base and is is, is more recognizable. And and she 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 really put it perfectly. She would she would never take pictures with anyone in restaurants because that's just an, an, an invasion of privacy, which I totally agree with. But she would say, "Hey, look, I don't only really take pictures in restaurants, but I'd love to know your name, like." Like, how's your day going? And and that's and that's like, that, that's, that's the best thing. Technique. It's so it's so genuine wow. and so and so you know it's like okay, you want a picture out of me, but I actually want to want to you know know you as a person. Uh, and that's right. that's so it's you know there's so many other ways to go about it rather than just you know just getting frustrated. And I know it's hard to do that. Easier said than done, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's great. I really I really enjoyed that. I really yeah. got a lot out of this. Thank you. Uh, me, this yeah. was this was. This was really good, Hal. Um, that's 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 um, that's close that, and that's actually open up um, some fan questions. Absolutely. If you, if you have, if I you actually have don't have any because this oh, you was, don't have any. I don't okay. have any. <laughs> okay, but um, sorry, Hal. Oh not no, because it's okay. it was actually my fault that oh, no, no one actually knows that you're coming on. Yet. No, it's uh, all good. No, no, no. All this is a brand new thing. But I have. Uh, we just found out about this last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. No, all good. All good. All good. No, I, 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 yeah. I will say it's been super. It's been so good getting to know you because, like, like Matt said. I mean, Matt was just like, "Hey, we're gonna have Hal Rosenfeld on." There was no other context. I know, I know. I was like, okay, well, let me look this guy up and see. And I was blown away by the accolades. But, I mean, you're such a chill dude. Oh, my God. Everything that you've said so far, I 100% believe. And the reason being is that you have a list of accolades that are probably longer than anyone else that we've had on the show. And yet— Thank you. I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing your name. That's, you know, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a really weird—you know, I— 
it's a really weird thing, you know. I I personally like sort of being behind the veil a little bit, but you know, it's 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 definitely interesting because, um, be, being on stage is different from being in the studio. You know, you there is mm-hmm. that that image aspect, and you know, people are coming to see to see you for you. You know, in the, in the movies, you know, people are going to see that movie because of. You know, Jason Momoa has his shirt off the whole time, or you know, or, the, or, or yeah. you know, we got Robert De Niro. Or, That's so, where I go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, I mean, all of us. Hello, uh, but, uh, but that's true. It <laughs> <That> is true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's just um, it's it's such a different world, and it's really cool. I really I, I appreciate the visibility. Um, I I just I just love hanging. You know, whether hanging means, you know. In some round table or or on Matt's farm somewhere, like I, I don't I don't I don't mind, I don't mind it. I, I I'm I'm up for anything. It's just it's nice that it's nice to be recognized. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, man, you deserve, you deserve it. Man. it. That's, yeah. Jeez, it's crazy. Oh shucks. So, in in lieu of a of a of a listener question, I I do have a question for you, just out of yeah. my curiosity. If there was a a project or an artist that you yourself would love to work with, the, the dream project, so to speak, uh, what, what would it be? Because, I mean, you've kind of hit the big time. Ugh. I mean, The Greatest Showman is kind of the biggest, one of the biggest films of Man, our lifetime. It's, it's, it's <laughs> wild. <laughs> and uh, so what's, uh, where does it go up from there? You know, that's a really good question. I feel like, I feel like all of us have, and I would actually like to turn this question back around, actually, because I, 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 I feel like we all have... Like a, like those gigs where like if if you if like if you got a call today say hey our drummer unfortunately like had a heart attack or like broke his leg can you come <laughs> like you know play tonight like the the whole show I would be like I need no rehearsal I would just you know be like and I and I have I have a kind of a list of a few of those gigs like dream gigs like and those in no particular order playing wise are. Um, uh, I mean uh, the killers. I mean I could I, I could probably play that entire set down. The One killers. of my mm. favorites, and I'm I, right that, with you there on my list for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I've actually had had the chance to meet Ronnie Venucci, um, and he's like one of the also one of the most coolest, chillest guys. Down to earth, just like also really humble. Like, oh my god, um, the Killers. Um, uh, Billy Joel is is a, is, a, is another one. Um, uh, grew up big, 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 big Billy Joel fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Paramore. Oh my God, I could mm-hmm. I could crush that gig. I mean, it's just like I, I would also be extremely <laughs> nerve wracking. But like, I, I big big Paramore fan. <laughs> um, uh, and there's uh, Paramore's great. Yeah. Yeah, Paramore yeah. is great. I remember we were on Warp Tour in two thousand eight. Whoa, two thousand eight, and they hopped on for a couple shows, and the whole tour knew about it, right? So it was yeah. like, "Hey, did you hear? Yeah, <laughs> Paramore is coming on next week. Oh, yeah. which city's that? Dallas. Oh yeah, when do they leave? Tampa. It's like, oh, okay, so Dallas, <laughs> and you're like counting through the cities. Yeah, right. And right. then they came on. They're on main stage and. They had to like cut off the back, the backstage, yeah. which is yeah. just like the trailer that you stand on behind the band. Right, that's already small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember when they got up on stage. Um, I was like, I turned. To, I think it was JV or someone in my band. I was like, dude, it's it's so loud up here. Yeah, like, why is it? It's so loud compared to everybody else. And JV's like, hey, look down. And the guitar cab was facing oh. back towards us, like we were all standing, oh, facing uh, the you know the noise. And then of course it was mic'd up. Yeah, yeah. 
I've never forgotten that. And, and then crazy. I asked somebody, I was like, why did they do that? Like, oh, because front of house has this clear, like controlled yeah. mix then yeah. because yeah. you're not mm -hmm. getting blasted by the guitar cast. Yeah. The stage sound. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. First time I ever saw that. That's amazing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, and I, I've also heard nothing but great things about, about, uh, Haley Williams and just, she's just so great and down to earth. That band sounds incredible. They're live. so wow. good. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's some videos that, that she's posted on YouTube of her in the studio on iPhone, like recording vocal takes and uh, and I mean, just I mean, it's it's she, she's she's special man. talent. She's yeah. got a special voice. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'd be curious, Matt. What what gigs do you think that you your dream gigs like you could jump on like tonight if you got like man. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, playing playing for the greatest showman wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> Here, I'll uh, I'll email you the chart. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's funny. Actually, I, about that one I, on the on the song I played on a million dreams, they had me record the toms and snare separately. So that that was a weird one. Like I was like sort of mm -hmm. ghosting the snare. I was like I never was like mm -hmm. oh, okay okay. I've done that before. Oh, really? That's really weird. Yeah. I, I've I've done that with my feet before. Like, really? Take the beaters off the pedals. Oh. Yeah, I did that for a. Um, uh, we we covered a song years ago. I'm not going to mention it because I I don't like the cover Fair. and I don't want people I don't want to drive traffic Fair. to listen to it Fair. any more than what Fair. people have. <laughs> but uh, it was really fast and I wasn't yeah. playing it. Up to, yeah, speed. Right, I could play it, but not super tight. Right, and right. the producer was like, "Dude, let's just take the beaters off." I was like, "Really? Yeah, like I'll get it. Yeah, don't like you know, just give me a couple yeah. takes. Yeah, it was like 200 BPM or something. Oh my and god, I, and it was fast, but it was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't nail like the, yeah. you know, it's insane, yeah. quick threes and stuff. So we just took them off, and so there I am, like. <laughs> That's bizarre. It was. It was. I hated it. Oh, I, I absolutely hated that. Yeah, um, but, but because then you gotta. Because you know we operate brain wise, so like you're operating off of sound, and so now you're having to focus on your hands being tight, but you can't. It's bizarre. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Tough. That's near impossible. <laughs> it's a great way Dude. to practice, but <laughs> no, for sure. That's how Lamb of God recorded. Um. Uh. Hold on, hold on. Uh, he's a monster, Chris Adler. Oh, I can't geez. can't remember the name of that album. Yeah, Laid to Rest or whatever. Uh, anyway, they recorded Machine, and Machine's like, all right, we're doing cymbals alone. Yeah, just cymbals. Yeah. Cymbals we're alone. Doing yep. Just drums. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, that was a very it's crazy common production trick doing cymbals alone because then you, it's, you have more power at the mix and I know I um yeah, I, think, yeah. I think I think the Killers have done that a few times or at least the, the, some. Pretty well known records have been recorded like that, where you're just like, "Oh, geez, ma'am." Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go um, with. Um, okay, uh, 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 there's a guy named Ash Stone. We've had him oh, on here Ash, before. Yeah. Um, he's he's talked about this session. I, I would I would play for Adele. Yeah. I would play for Adele for two reasons. One, his experience with Adele I thought was hilarious. So if you haven't the studio heard the story? Go back and listen to it. Yeah, he yeah. recorded. Um. um I wasn't I sure if he did it from, song, his, from anyway, his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. The story he has with her. And then second of all, I saw her at the Grammys, and it just blew my mind. Yeah. And I just yeah. imagined myself she's, playing drums with her. So. She's yeah. too good. Yeah, absolutely. Adele, for yeah. me. Man. Tim, how Tim about what about you? 
That's a that's really tough. There's a lot. So there's a few albums that I know I could play through from memory. Yeah. And so I'm tempted just to say those. Sure. But go for it. In all honesty, so like I am actually like just as much a songwriter as a drummer, and and so the thing that usually comes to my mind is like I would love to hear this artist sing this song uh-huh. that I wrote. Right. And so there's this artist. Um, most of you have probably heard of him, uh, Louis Capaldi. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The dude has a monster voice. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's, like, two songs that I wrote that I would love to to hear him, even if it wasn't on the radio or yeah. didn't make it on his album, I would just love to hear him sing it, you know? Right. That's a cool um, take. I like but, that. But uh, as a drummer, the Killers are definitely on that list. Um, there's a band called Keen. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, my, yeah, Keen. That I That's love. A, yeah. And I would so just love to just like it's so it's not even like it's that it's not easy parts right necessarily Mm-mm. but there's just so much flow yeah, like i would just yes. have so much fun being on stage playing those songs yeah. um uh and then i guess i have to say reliant k because they've been one of my favorites for that a while. was one of I my could, guesses for you dude oh, i can I definitely play through most of their k. songs that band's great <laughs> yeah i'm gonna yeah. go back and listen There's to their so album fun. uh from a long time ago today yeah. I, I just yeah. was thinking about them i was like man that record I could play, was so, it sounds great too. Yeah. I could play a few of their albums start to finish, like oh, without even yeah. thinking. So it would be pretty fun. Paramore's yeah. a great a great option too. Kind Paramore's of in the same great. vein yeah. of uh style. Right. You know, you know, playing. Zach Farrow, that guy's so guy's a beast. He's so yeah. tight. Yeah. I think I would Man. also add on um probably Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, probably. Mm-hmm. Yes. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Katy Perry, yeah, yeah. I don't know it's endless. I, I honestly would would love to play live and uh, tour more, but it's just it's tough, you know. It's a it's a it's a double edged sword. Leaving town, like you know, yep. it's 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 tough. I, I used to yeah. I used to sort of tour with this Indian pop artist for a while, and that was cool because it was all, all one off. So we'd just be gone for like a few weekends out of the month, and I was able to just you know cram on whatever tv show i was on monday through thursday and then friday through sunday go to south africa or something or yeah it was fun wow that's the dream but it was uh really tough on my body is not sleeping i was only sleeping on planes pretty much and eating oh my you know decadent indian food (laughs) i was like you know destroys your insides god yeah i like i i I lost like 40 pounds afterwards just working out and just getting my health in shape and yeah 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 (laughs) Um, all right. Well, this was a great conversation. Uh, we just want to thank all of you guys for listening. And so cool. Most of all, thank you, Hal. How how can people support you, follow you, check out your plane? Uh, man, well, uh, I'm findable on Instagram at Hal Rosenfeld. Uh, there's no I in there. R O S E N F E L D. Um, very common misnomer, Rosenfield. But uh, and then I guess uh, <laughs> I guess just look out for stuff coming out. I'm trying to think what's uh, what's coming out. Um, Gosh, I have no idea, but I, I'm, 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 I'm sure I'll, I'll be on something somewhere. <laughs> You'll be on. That's right. You'll be on a lot, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. we're, dude, we're rooting for you. Oh, it's, man. It's oh, very same. cool to see someone like you in, in that world. So oh, man. I'm honored up. to be here. Yeah. Th- I mean, Matt, so cool. we, 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 we should hang if, if, there's, if, if you're ever here next or I'm ever in Pennsylvania. I will be out there. Uh, there is a tour that was rescheduled that oh. is, fingers crossed happening right um in the future so killer we'll see man killer. i'm i'm hoping you're hoping we're all hoping that's uh let's yeah. get back there last Dude, question actually, i probably won't be in la anytime soon. <laughs> tim will not be shucks <laughs> i might be but in you jersey guys have a somewhere. beer for me yeah yeah uh, yeah how might be in new jersey yeah, yeah if you're in jersey you're in hit me up. yeah no matt actually were you on warp tour 2000 
13 or 13? I sure was. Uh, okay, because that was the only time that I that I went here in L.A. My my buddy from high school actually used to tour with this band, Suburban Legends. They were on tour with like Real Big Fish and stuff. And he they weren't on tour, but he was here. And he uh, he uh, we all we both went together and hung with the Real Big Fish you know, dudes and uh, Aquabats. That's like awesome. Another favorite of mine. I love the Aquabats. Um, and yes. saw all sorts of. Maybe I saw you honestly. I don't remember. It was very hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did um, 2008 for two weeks, like I said, and then we did 11, 13, 15, and a little bit of the very last year. I might have. I might have seen you. I, it was just. I. I, rem- I remember. Obviously, I. I. I known who you were by then. So I, I might have seen you at some point. We were also backstage and yeah. eating the the food that was right. there. So hot. Right. <laughs> There's no water oh, to be found anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Like, here's beer. <laughs> no, I want water. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're up. Yeah, I'm thirsty. Oh, yeah, take a yeah. bex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, cool. thank you so much, man. And my pleasure, uh, Tim. Good to yeah. see you. And uh, you thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Yeah. yeah be safe, yeah. everyone. W.D. Wheeler. Brother and sister? Yes, sir. Yes. Terrific. And what do you do? Uh, trapeze. Trapeze. Okay. You know, people aren't going to like it if you put us on the stage. Oh, I'm counting on it. This is over your entire body. Terrific. I don't need to see it. Thank you so much for listening to Holy Ghost Notes, this podcast and this episode. Uh, It was such a pleasure having Hal on. Uh, Strongly encourage you guys to check him out, um, at the very least on Instagram, at Hal Rosenfeld, R-O-S-E-N-F-E-L-D. No I. Um, No I. No I. (laughs) (laughs) It's Rosenfeld, not Rosenfield. Um, Such a cool guy. Yep. And um, as I said... I think in the interview, uh, I believe every word he said. He actually reminds me a lot of um, Adam Gray mm-hmm. in that he is so talented. Yep. Um, but like, is totally okay being in the background. Yep. Like, he's not about posting videos to get popular. You know, he's got probably as many followers as like we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you have a lot more, but as as much as I do, I should say. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's not he's not out there for attention. He's out there because he loves what he's doing. Yeah. And, and um, so anyway, check him out. Uh, thank you guys so much for for listening um, to this uh, to this interview and to this episode. Yeah, I got a um, lot out of that yeah. episode, um, and I I hope that. The same is true for all of you listening. One thing I want to point out about what Hal said that stuck with me, uh, or maybe not what he said, but but what he didn't say is like, um, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about all of the names that he could have dropped. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, he really only talked about the work he did because I asked him about it. And then from there, we just right. talked about everything else. Um, mm-hmm. And the more you dig... The deeper you go, you'll figure out more and more about who he's rubbed shoulders with and, and who he's worked with. And um, that's why we like people like Hal, right? It's like, that's why yep. we like 
that's why we surround ourselves with uh, the people we do. It's the mm-hmm. it's the character trait of someone who has done great things with their lives, things they they can and should be proud of, um, but don't need to be um, carrying themselves in a way where that's what makes them your friend or makes them special mm-hmm. or a person. And my one big takeaway from that episode was. Man, you can you can do great things with your life that certainly you could be talking about. You could be doing, um, you know, you 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 could be working like my brother in the blue collar field. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you're doing or who you're associating with, right? Um, mm-hmm. What does matter is how you're treating other people and how you're how you're interacting with other people, and you can certainly be consistent in that, um, performing it at a very high level. Or not be not being in the public spotlight at all, so it's like this mm-hmm. great leveling field, and I really like that. The reason I like that is because when the band dies, when you're no longer associated with those names anymore, um, you're not going to crash. Right. You're not going to have a fallout. You're not going to have a breakdown because um, who you are isn't based on what you've done. Mm-hmm. So that was my big takeaway. Be anxious to hear uh, what your big takeaway was as a listener. Um, yeah. And uh, thank you so much, Hal, for spending some time with us. It was great. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, if you guys are listening to this for the first time, um, a little bit about Holy Ghost Notes. We are a podcast uh, that typically talks about um, two very specific topics, one being um, our our faith in Jesus Um and two being drums. And uh, we've been a podcast for a little over two years now and having great conversations and and more recently having a lot of great guests on the show, um, which has been really exciting. And um, yeah, it's it's not about, it's it's kind of superseded uh, conversation between Matt and I. Um, We have an incredible community uh, built around the podcast uh, called The Inner Circle. And um, you can get involved with that by visiting our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. And there are a number of different tiers of support that you can uh, give us. And that basically just helps us continue doing what we're doing, you know, increasing the quality of the podcast. It, it pays for our uh, our distribution and, and our, our website and our marketing. Um, and uh, if you want to get more involved, you know, take your – and take your listenership <laughs> to a, a new level. Um, you can check it out, see which tier is best for you. Um, I think at uh, tier number three, you get immediate access to Matt's uh, lessons as well, mattgrinderlessons.com, um, which is a huge perk, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. In fact, you've been working on uh, some new courses. I have. Which, uh, is very exciting. Yeah, new uh, and, Phil's uh, course is in the works. Yeah, that's right, that's mm-hmm. right. And he has a great drummer hangout every Wednesday, and... Um, Speaking of hangouts, our inner circle community is the best. Has its own hangout. (laughs) (laughs) Has its own hangout um, and uh, lots of activity and lots of support and just all around uh, great people, the best people, Mm -hmm. I would would go as far to say. Um, So check that out. Um, Other than that, if you have any questions, comments, anything you'd like to say at all, reach out to us, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com and um, follow us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever we are. Wherever we exist. (laughs) Wherever we exist. Uh, (laughs) And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, make sure you give us uh, a review. doesn't matter if it's a good one or a bad one. 
We'd appreciate it. We'll take way. what we can get. We'll take what we can get. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, if you're a drummer, post those drum videos on Instagram and hashtag Holy Ghost Notes because uh, we do a uh, featured drum groove each week. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. I think that's Thanks about for it. Listening. We have one new shout out for our inner circle, and that goes out to Antonio Di Biazio. What's up, Antonio? Thanks for joining, man. Welcome, welcome, Antonio. Thank you for your support. Good to have you. Antonio's last yeah. name is what? Di Biazio. Di Biazio. Okay. Welcome, Antonio. I probably botched that. Glad to have you. And if we said I your name do. wrong, feel free to correct us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Enjoy the weather, everybody. Matt, have a wonderful day and week ahead of you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. 50 episodes down. Man. That's crazy. Not bad. Not too shabby. I'll take it. Well, we've been saying it for 50 episodes (laughs) now. Let's say it again. Why stop now? Three, two, one. (laughs)